timing i love that, that was <laughs> I've been, uh, you know this is a uh, uh, season 11 episode 11 i've been working on it <laughs> <laughs> and a solid year doing it over zoom yeah, yeah true and it's different over the headphones than when we're just sitting there in the room it's fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 11 like, 11 huh really- yeah, make a wish, everybody. Have one on us. <laughs> uh, hope you're having a great start to your spring. Uh, I know I am. I've been doing backbreaking labor the last couple of weeks. And then this past weekend was able to plant plants in my dirt, thereby creating Fuck more yeah. labor for myself <laughs> for the next eight months. Setting up future labor. Yes, because I need backbreaking uh, uh, gardening to do while um, I, my wife's pregnant and she needs me to help her uh, move around the house. I need to be outside avoiding that. <laughs> oh, shoot. She's in the same room as me. I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Okay. Um, Nick, how's your week going? Uh, pretty good. I mean, the baby's spectacular. Easter was cool because... The grandparents all got their COVID shots oh. uh, complete. They're all vaccinated, so they all got hey, to come hey. dote, dote over the baby for the first oh. time. So that was really cool. Damn. Um, my dog, though, had to go to the hospital on Friday. But the good news is she came home today, and she looks right, good. Debbie. And I think she's going to be all right. Yeah. We just got to give oh, her medicine yeah. and take care of her, and it was very expensive. And um, mm. that's the price you pay for love, man. Anyway, for real, so for real, it was it was a mixed bag, but all like heavy and big events for me this weekend, and you know, and your your daughter is just goddamn saccharine. Like if I look at any more pictures, <laughs> I'm gonna need to go to the dentist. She is <laughs> cute and sweet as can be. Yes, she she she's weird. She gets that. Uh, she can she gets very expressive, like her eyebrows and stuff. Gets um, that that Popeye that you have? Yeah, it's weird. I was like, "Oh, that's not just me." It's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, "Am I doing that on purpose?" Nope. That's just the way we are. Ramirez. That's just, the way your face works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I had well, that same. Got- I had that same revelation in the opposite direction when my elderly grandmother, who was 94, in and totally like her brain was her, she was mentally not there anymore. Like, but she was still like ambulatory and fine. And she got up from a table and uh, 
turned around and made sure that everything was straightened on the table and the chair was pushed in before she walked away. Oh so my God, was, I know exactly how you do that. Yeah, I do. It's exactly, <laughs> it's not something she ever taught me. It must just be in my fucking blood and I'm going to still be doing it when my brain is gone, apparently. <laughs> and really, Rick, I'm sorry. As you said that in my mind's eye, I saw you get up, set everything kind of just gently with your fingertips and then scoot the chair. Yeah, yes, no, yes. I can absolutely see you do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it comes from babies and grandparents. Uh, wild. Yeah, that's weird. I look at my dad too, and I'm just all yeah. I'm just like him. It's just a trip. Like, you know. I don't know why you don't notice these things when you're growing up. You just don't, you know? Right. I, I didn't anyway. Yeah. No, definitely. And and having another young and the older you get makes a lot of those older memories, I think, crash in harder. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed, yeah. I mean, the first time around with Quentin 25 years ago was quite different than this round. Uh, um, I'm not saying I'm smarter, but I know that I'm not yes, as you smart are. as I I'm not as smart as I thought I was back then. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, I, you know, you might not be any smarter. You might, in fact, even be less smart, uh, given <laughs> how much I've seen you drink some nights uh in the past <laughs> no but you are definitely wiser my friend that's what you get with the age the wisdom to know how stupid you were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i got lots of that yeah. <laughs> uh, i i look forward to get to to see your little girl here soon the wife's gonna get a vaccine soon we're all gonna have vaccines soon so where uh, were you guys all on the cycle on the on the vaccine timetable where you've got, don't you have both of yours now? Oh, I'm done. My wife has a couple days left for her second dose. Shit. So we're just counting two days. She's she's telling, oh, two weeks. Well, two weeks after the two days oh. when she gets the shot? No. Well, yeah, right. Okay. And then, and then Ian, you got, uh, you got your first shot, didn't you? Yeah, on Friday. So, I got my first shot on my Saturday. Got my follow-up on like the 23rd or some shit. But then yep. two weeks after that, Dude, I'll be good to go. I have Moderna, so I got to wait till fucking May 1st. <laughs> wah, so, goddamn it. Yeah, I know. So, I, got, I got that Pfizer good shit, man. You just uh, have to go out to the sticks to get it. <laughs> I went to the glorious, uh, the the wonderful little, like, uh, 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 it's like a prayer maze at uh, Livestock Event Center. It's oh, a prayer maze. It's a prayer maze for your car filled with hot dudes that are in the military. <laughs> so, that was great. I was pretty impressed that the way that was all laid out. I'm like, you guys are fucking smart. Is it? A, it, it was pretty. It was laid out pretty damn efficiently, oh, and was I was great. impressed by their their throughput. Dude, oh my god! And I saw a video of a person getting the shot. I didn't know that they stuck the needle like till it came out the other side of your arm. Like, cause I didn't look when the lady yeah. did it to me, but on video they like they're like going deep into your arm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it didn't hurt that bad. Like the muscles were so bad. It reminds me of the needles they used in like uh, uh, medieval uh, enemas, like with the the ten gallon syringes and shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a skinny I mean, needle, me, but it, it went deep. <laughs> for me, it reminds me of the fucking like the the epinephrine that they fucking shoot into. Uma Thurman's chest in Pulp Fiction. Yes, yes that's uh, what it was like. Yeah. That's exactly what it was like. That's a needle. 
It's like, Jesus. I like looked at it because I have this thing with needles. I fucking hate them. And I looked at it. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Look straight. Look straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she asked me if I like sushi. And before I could say yes, it went in. Yeah. That was a good trick. <laughs> you like did, sushi? Wait, did that, did that <laughs> yeah. really happen? Yeah. Oh, did it really, really did happen. And now I don't want sushi anymore. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, like, that's, sorry, man. Oh, sorry. As a parent, that's a trick that we do to kids when they get their shots yeah. at the doctor's office. Yeah. Oh, it's like, <laughs> oh, Bobby, what's your favorite car? <laughs> Oh, the, my favorite one that ever happened was a, a nurse at the Nugget when I worked at the Nugget, and she was giving me a shot for some reason. I don't remember why that was. And she said, oh, no, it was stabbing my finger to check my blood sugar. And she says, okay, I'm going to do this on three. One, stab. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, she yeah. Just like, <laughs> that was great. I really wasn't expecting it. Didn't even feel it. Good job, nurses. <laughs> it's almost like they're trained. Well, because they, they don't want to see the look in the eyes of the people who are okay with the shots, because then that should worry them. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. That's like, I'm one of those people that enjoys gum pain, and so I like it when they're scraping my teeth at the dentist office. Oh, you freak. What? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh. And you don't want to tell them that. Like, I, there were times in my younger <laughs> life when I was like, look, uh, feel free to dig as hard as you want. I, it won't bother me. Uh, just no, step on my like neck daddy jesus worst thing ever <laughs> i will i will let my arm rot off to gangrene rather than address gum pain jesus. Like, and i'm saying like the gum pain would have started in my chin and gone all the way to my arm <laughs> <laughs> and i would just let it go <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why it doesn't bother me i don't know why i like it i like it it's creepy anyway but That's our guest weird. is here. Massage <laughs> your gums, Mr. Spagnola. <laughs> well, no, you know what? I want to be the weird dude who's like, I think he likes this. <laughs> Get the water some, pick with the uh, vibrator setting. Masochistic? Or? I guess. Yeah, one I, of those. But I, uh, yeah, and as like a kid, I would constantly like dig at my gums because <sighs> I would just sit there and because I liked it. I had to stop doing that. It was like biting your fingers. That's bad for your gums. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, just maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody said a guest. We have a guest here. A I, guest. I, I yeah. heard. <laughs> hey, Brent. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing <laughs> great. It's good. I already to be on. said this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen you in a couple years here. Like, what? Yeah. We figured like, out three and a half or something. Four. Is it? It's almost. Yeah, three and a half. It's almost four. In August, it would be four. Yeah, it's only April. Right. Just now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. It's April. It, it doesn't it still feel like it's January and 21 just started. I don't yeah. know. The uh, way the well, weather's as been compared to last year, man. Yeah. Cuz last year every month was like 4 months combined into one. So yeah. Dude, my oh, yard is looking like June already. So I I don't know. Oh, well we had no winter here. This is like literally like the year with no winter in Reno and uh Yeah, my yard's really dry. <laughs> uh, your yard is not dry or at least your garden of creativity am i right redfield uh you've been working on an album or so i hear this past year yeah and that's why yeah. we got you in here today right so i like um you know i've been i've been working on an album for the last like year maybe like a little over a year but yeah essentially lockdown happened i had like a couple tunes written um and i tried to make this whole journey of an album and it was uh <laughs> what was funny about that too was um 
you know, I was talking to some of my friends and it was like, oh, we just want to kind of do short releases. You know, it's nice to like just have like some small releases you can focus on and put out like little uh, three song EPs or something like that. Right. And I, I was on board. I was like, yeah, I totally agree. So then I went and I made like a 70 minute album. about that. <laughs> <laughs> just getting some Dude, thoughts down. Huh? If that's the right, short yeah. one, I don't want to fucking see what you do when you do the long form. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um but yeah so so the album is about uh you know my fear of death that's been acquired over the last couple of years and what's the uh, name of it uh, death anxiety death anxiety yeah do you know Jesus. like what's going on with that like how come it's getting worse the last couple of years uh i don't know i don't know i'd say i think it might just be as simple as like an aging thing you know i get older and i see like you know my sister has a kid and stuff like that and my grandparents are like you know going into assisted living and stuff like that my parents are starting to retire and stuff and it's like yeah it's just spooky i think you know and when i was like 22 or something it was like much different you know i'm gonna live forever uh, i think it's i think it's pretty much as simple as that but I don't know. Um, so yeah, so this was kind of like a, a therapy tool in a way. We've had a whole bunch of laughs here at the top of the show. So let's kind of wash that out of our brains and listen to a song about death. Um, let's have okay. some death anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, what, what's the first song that we should listen to this week? Well, um, so it's, 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 it's actually two songs, yeah, if you don't mind. It's, uh, it's Oh, called... you want to do the double right now? Ooh, yeah, because yeah. that's, like, that's the top of the album, and I think, I think that's a great place to start. Oh, oh exciting. Awesome. And it, is, yeah. it, is pretty, it is kind of indicative of what's to come. What's the name of these songs, then? We're, get, we're uh, getting a little twofer here. Yeah, uh, it's called Yaf Life. It's the first one, and Everybody Dies is the second one. You know, it'll be like a seven- or eight-minute thing. I don't think it'll be too long, but yeah. I'll do my taxes <laughs> while we listen, yeah. Cool, yeah, get that started. (laughs) Yeah, it's April. Don't forget.
That's really happy sounding for what it's about. Wow. I mean, the first half. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. Jeez. And it oh, kind of, yeah. dude, it was like, it was like Frank Zappa's Jazz from Hell, but far more listenable. I fucking love that I, album, man. I, That's really cool. I, I, moments for me were reminding me very heavily of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, Osric Tentacles. Uh, it's like a uh, Dutch jam band. Um, no. But. Yeah, no, it's really good stuff. Yeah, you should check that out. Osric Tentacles. Sure, totally. <laughs> it's like an 18-person jazz band that's been around for 150 years. Oh, is uh, it got know. a lot of horns? Is it like a big band? Or? No, no, no. It's, uh, it's a rock band. I mean, there are some horns. There is some, you know, it's, it's one of those amorphous uh, uh, bands that have a, a large membership. Yeah. The, the drop yeah. in <laughs> different uh-huh. sessions, different cities, different countries, you know? Yeah. Nice. nice. But no, but I mean, it just, it was very full sounding, big, big vibe. Um, yeah, who do you have, like who do you have playing stuff. on that album with you? Yeah. Yeah. Very soundtrack sounding. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So the first track, those are, uh, Tyler Cravens. He's, he's like a local drummer. He's got like a solo project called T heavy six, six, six. You should check out. Um, and then on bass is, uh, yeah, Dave Strong. 
and uh, they're like, I met them in uh, in school. We were all like jazz students at UNR, and they're really, really killing guys. Um, and then on the second track, um, Dom Lacala or like Nico, Nico's Mystery is his his local thing um, on trumpet and like some synths and stuff. Uh, and his brother Eduardo Lacala on upright bass, and then Tyler's also playing drums on that. Um, I think that's everybody on those tracks. Yeah. That's uh, some he- heavy and deep resume fodder you got there on, on that. <laughs> the, uh, yes. the, U- the UNR uh, jazz department, music department, still secretly killing it year after year. <laughs> yeah. There, I, no, I mean, we've been, we've been doing this podcast for 11 years, and I don't know how many guests we've regularly had on who um, are um, proudly part of that machine. Nice. Um, That was such a great experience, yeah. And met a lot of killing people. And some of my favorite players ever are from UNR, you know. You know, that's something that was, like, reinforced for me uh, in the collaborative process, right? Like, I wrote all these tunes and stuff, but the only way that they really get brought to life in a cool and unique way is with other people because they could do what they do better than than I I could put it together myself, you know. I can't play drums like that. I can't write drums like that and stuff you know and uh now did you did you collaborate with these folks live or was this like online you know sending files back and forth yeah Uh, how did it it come about it was entirely sending files back and forth um because all of all of the production with a few like very small exceptions were done after march 2020 when we all went into lockdown yeah this is this is truly a lockdown album. Did you produce it yourself? It sounds fantastic, like we were saying just a moment ago. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's um, it's it's been like three years of like mixing practice. You know, once I kind of left UNR, I started producing my own stuff, and it was a totally different type of discipline. You know, mixing and recording mm-hmm. my own music and stuff, and it's insanely difficult. But yeah, you know, I so I wrote I wrote everything. I wrote all the tunes, um, and then we started just putting stuff down one by one. Um, Tyler Cravens, we went to his house to record the drums. He got like a nice new setup going. So I'd be over there for the drums. Some people, you know, they can just send it themselves and I didn't have to necessarily have them over here to record. They have their own home studio, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I got everything together and I was still kind of adding to it and then I just started mixing it. Probably took like six months to feel happy about the mix and then another couple months to get the mastered you know, feeling pretty good, which I did not do, did not master. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's a whole other. So, can, can uh, you know, I feel like we're jumping the gun if I ask this question now, but I think the conversation warrants it. Um, uh, so we've been asking this a lot, especially during COVID uh, of our musicians, which do you think is uh, more difficult, uh, writing a song or recording it right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> recording it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cause you know, songs are so you know, any anything could be a song, you know, and it is a song or whatever, but to get something recorded right, I don't know, you know, it's all subjective. Now I'm now I'm getting into it because some some songs I like are <laughs> they were they were recorded on an iPhone and everybody likes how it sounded when this like small ensemble just recorded it into the iPhone and like shit. I don't know. I have no idea actually. I take my answer back. <laughs> that, that, I like your answer there. <laughs> I take it back. Both. Yeah, that's the rule. If it sounds good, then it is good or whatever. So, 
when you write the music and give it to these players who went to school and stuff, do you have to write the music uh, or do you just like tell them, Oh, it's maybe, maybe write down the chords for them or. Oh yeah. So, so I'll typically make like a lead sheet. So it's nothing too in depth, but it's like, here, here's the broad strokes. Here's the form and the chord changes and the melody typically. Sometimes if the song is simple enough, cause they're, you know, not all the songs are, have all these metric changeups like we just heard and things like that. Um, they're a lot simpler. So some songs I did not, I was just word of mouth. I was like, this is how it goes, you know? Um, but I try to, I try to give it to them because then things just go easy and they have like something to take home if it is kind of like something to work out, you know? Yeah. Um, I try, I try to have that for them, but sometimes it's not necessary. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in awe personally of literate musicians. Uh, I play music, but I am an illiterate musician. <laughs> I'm a semi-literate musician. <laughs> so, yeah, it's people do astounding things. I'm amazed every day. Every has day. going through all of this over this year and making this album has it imp- has it helped with your your fear of death that you've been experiencing, or is that any better? Yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, art lives forever. Like you can live forever through art or something. But that's just like philosophical. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Look upon our works, ye mighty and despair. Or ye mighty works. Yeah. So, damn it. I got the quote wrong. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if the album has personally helped, but I feel a little bit better about it now. You know, you know, you know what's, you know, what's helped is uh, near death experiences and stuff. Sometimes that's like, dude, that's in a strange way. That's my favorite. I have a, a couple yeah. books that I love that were about that and people having that. And it just, it makes you feel so much better. Every once in a while, you'll get some scary one. That's like, and then they stabbed me with needles as I fell into hell. And, and right. I'm like, Whoa, oh, oh, I don't want your death, your near death experience. Can we just not? Yeah. <laughs> but most of them, most of them are so great and everything kind of makes sense to the other side like you're waking up out of a dream and and we chose to be here and it's all like great and there's a, an immense core of all knowledge and understanding and no yeah. giant cosmic psych <laughs> right <laughs> ultimate psych <laughs> you thought it was heaven just kidding it's shadow people <laughs> I hate how people get in line on those books to be like, it's probably not true. It's probably all just a hallucination this person had from the massive DMT dump when they were dying. And uh, Yeah, right. <laughs> Where are you at in your life that you yeah. need to shit all over this? Where are you like, like, there are people who are like, I understand religious people wanting there to be heaven and hell, but I don't understand an atheist person being like, no, it needs to be nothing or my life has no meaning. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> like, like, and fuck I- off. I know I've brought this up on the show before too, but it, like it's like the Tibetan Book of the Dead and uh, uh, LSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Leary and his compatriots translated this book, and it's a manual about how to, to deal with the meditative the ghosts who will be attacking you as you go into these deep meditative trances at the end of your life. And as they're translating the book, they're going, "Holy shit! This is just like that drug we've all been doing for the last." 20 years. The Book of the Dead is a manual for that kind of thing. And, and again, you can't take away from the experience of, say, the monks who starve themselves and meditate themselves yeah. into having those massive uh, chemical dumps in their brain versus the, the 60s and 70s hippies who took the shortcut and took the chemical yeah, that right. like, made the cascade. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's still the same experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well, so I was speaking to, I have an older friend. He's like full-blown Navajo. He only spoke Navajo till he was seven or so. And he's, he's told me a lot about like experiences he's had going to the other side and stuff like that. And he like, he does a lot of like peyote rituals and stuff. And his dad was a healer, wow. all this crazy shit. Really cool. But he, um, he was in a bad car accident recently and he was in a coma for five days and you know he knows the other side that's what he was like relaying to me but he's like in the coma nothing no one was there talking to me telling me to to come like to go back to life we're like no you're supposed to be here this is the other side and he's had that kind of dialogue before in the coma it was just nothing he's like i was just unconscious until i woke up and i thought that was kind of kind of interesting made me pretty curious but yeah. As somebody who's blacked out numerous times before, there are many different kinds of comas and blackouts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so, can see that now. <laughs> some of them you can hear people. Some of them it's like going to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> some of them you wreck the house drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lights on nobody home. Yeah, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I always say that when Cody started repeating himself in, in the depths of his drinking, that was the time to borrow money because uh, he was not. Go- you could tell he wasn't writing long term memory. You could tell. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Is. Let's uh, like, let's ha- have another song here. I think this is a good time for a little bit of a break. Um, are we going to be going through this album kind of, um, I don't know, chronologically as it were, uh, you know, album tracking, or are you jumping around for us? Um, let's see. Let's see what I sent you. Is this, this isn't the whole album, right? This no, is just some no. sampling. We have five tracks. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a 70 Yo, minute album. 70 you're, you're right. Album. Your quick little concept album. You just start the show, play the whole album, and say, thank you, folks. <laughs> right. We're out. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I looked. Yeah. Yeah. We are kind of going to be moving chronologically. Yeah. What's the next song? Uh, it's called Living Room. And it's a long, it's a long track, too. But it's it's one track. Cool. Is there a, a, a concept about death in this song? Oh yeah, real upfront about it. It's uh, you'll you'll hear. It's pretty on the nose actually at the beginning. But it's it's about okay. the first time I realized that I would die. You know, like I was like five years old and kind of understood like you know and actually started processing that at a young age. It's kind of about that, and it's also about um a sensibility that my parents have instilled in me. That's kind of like the latter half of the tune, but. Silent here, the first in all five years. 
This is hell. 
Wow. Dude, that's movements like a classical piece. That was so good. <laughs> I, I, I did not want it to end. <laughs> God, <laughs> really? Yeah, like a classical really piece. Like, <laughs> keep going, keep going. I love, oh, I love delay on snare. I need this whole album uh. already. I've only heard three tracks. I need the whole. Yeah, album. agreed. Uh, Where, uh, is it out already? Are you physically yeah. publishing it? Or are we? Yeah, yeah where it's all out. You know, um, you could get it on Bandcamp. It's also streaming. You know, like on Title and spotify and stuff um we have cassettes made or i think they're made and any any second now and there'll be a zine that goes with it um wait well, i'm sorry I what is this 1987 did you say cassettes <laughs> and a zine yeah, correct correct that's exactly you heard right i'm sorry i'm an almost 50 year old parent and father or like parent and father oh what does that mean um but like do you, do you have do you have like uh i don't know are you going to be coming out with a vinyl oh my uncle or is that too expensive because it is I mean, 70 goddamn minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah even the cassette is is ridiculous that's kind of crazy cassette. yeah I'm Those 90 minute ones were more expensive yeah oh right right right, right. <laughs> no, like yeah i was looking at it and it's no vinyl it's too expensive and i don't yeah. have enough fans that will buy it you know so it just doesn't make doesn't make any well, sense i i don't have, have a cassette do a double player. album for that dude. i don't even you right. have, it'd to have to be a yeah. double yeah. press yeah. makes it crazy expensive yeah yeah no Total way no album. not right now yeah. i don't yeah, have my, a cassette my, player but i'm definitely gonna have to download that and throw a bunch of money your way over Bandcamp. Oh, that's sweet, man. Yeah. I have you. a cassette player in my truck, dude. That's awesome. I'm buying a cassette. That's cool. Sure. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I own a few cassettes like that my friends have and stuff. And it's it's nice to have. I own a lot of cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a cassette player though. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I haven't I haven't had one since I lived with Rick. Yep. <laughs> I still have all those like, cassettes too. Everything by the gear, Rick, a bunch of mixtapes. Rick, Rick needs to invest in a good cassette player so that you I can. Did, dude, I got a used one, and then it worked for a little while, and then it broke. So ah, shit, you I get because then you turn them in. You can digitalize that cassette stuff, right? When I already like there was a time in my early recording, I, I I took all the things that I was desperate to have from my old cassettes into the computer, and yeah. I already digitized all that. But, I could probably yeah, do it better I now, bought, but. Remember when I bought that um, uh, the thing that would record vinyl to digital? Yeah, we had that at the house for a while. I don't remember what happened to oh, it, yeah. but um, oh. yeah, we 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 we'd have to like set the album on, and then nobody could walk through the house, shut the doors, <laughs> or touch anything for the the entire side of the album. <laughs> <laughs> Because you were cutting it to, to digital, man. Right. It's a miracle. <laughs> so who cares how hard it is? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you don't want to gotta... make those skips and scratches last forever. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you, Redfield. Uh, yeah. Like, I, you know, I've been following your music for a long time. We've known each other like eight, nine years now. Nine. Something, yeah, yeah, something. something crazy like that. Uh, but like this is just so different from your previous material because I mean like before you were doing very much like hip hop infused jazz, but uh -huh. this is just kind of very very different from that. So like what what inspired you to like make that musical shift? Um, I guess just things I'm I'm listening to. Like I almost have a problem where I can't 
stay uh, really pinned down because so many different things excite me all the time. It's kind of a, a shitty way to be because then you're mediocre at everything, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, Story so of my I just, life. I, I just, I, I was like, I don't want to like rap anymore. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I shifted radically. I was like, I need to, I need to get into, I don't know. Okay. So uh, in a, in a, in like a, in a fundamental way, I felt like I wasn't entirely making music that was just for myself and to make something that I really liked. And yeah, I was like kind of catering. I was like, Oh, well, maybe this could be popular. Maybe this could be viral, you know, things like that. Mm. And so not that the music was inauthentic, but it like, was a little bit, yeah. you know, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like my true self. And I think genuine time, its motives weren't pure. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not pure, at least a little tainted. So, and then I took a lot of that down, but you know, even the music I made like two or three years ago, I'm like, yeah, it seems, it seems much more authentic to me. So I feel like I should keep it up, mm -hmm. you know, not take that music down. Like I did with some of the other much more hip hop based stuff. I went um, looking for your stuff and I was like, where's the hip hop stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. I like the new one. You got a brand new video up, like pretty new, like, Oh, I did a Mariah Carey cover that I put out this week. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I've been really into yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. And it's I like, I thought that was yours, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that uh, I also fun. wanted to ask you about the stuff you've been doing with For the Love of Jazz, because that cover of Four Women is just oh, yeah. insane. That's a, that's a great segue because um, the next track that I've sent uh, features Lily Barron, who yeah, hey, that's her group Lily. that she put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she put together, she calls our group Say Their Names. Um, that's right. That's right. Like, She's mentioned yeah. you guys a bunch. Yeah, and we did, uh, so for the love of jazz, we did Nina Simone, and like two Nina Simone tunes. Um, did we play one yeah, of those? One, what she did. On the was, Jackie uh, episode? Uh, I believe, yeah, Jackie brought was it the Nina Simone track? Yeah, I don't... yeah, it was a Nina Simone. Oh, track. Wow! And it was recorded. Like at, was it wow. recorded at Tanglewood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was. played that on the Jackie what episode. Synchronicity. Yeah, oh, <laughs> one of those. Nice, nice. Where, where she changes the names from yes. the original four women. That's to, the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That was Great. Mikey's favorite. We watched that the other day. My wife, she was just like, "Was that fucking Nina Simone song?" Yeah, <laughs> she loved it. Like, yeah, yeah badass. All, like, yeah, Lily is amazing. All credit to her. I was like, this is a brilliant idea. And there was such a vibe when we would rehearse it. And then with the, definitely when it was time to perform, you know, it's like a, it's a heavy vibe. But yeah, yeah. Um, I've been trying to play seven string guitar now, too. And that's one of my first times that I played for a performance, like played in public at all on a seven string. Huh? Seven string guitar. What's that? So, what, yeah. so for, do you have to um, have that extra finger surgery for the additional finger to play those? <laughs> no. They know if that's a real thing. That sounds. That sounds. Old. <laughs> it's an extra low string. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's heavy it's so yeah. like it's a drop d that you don't have to tune every time oh, it's a it's a <laughs> b it's b but i tune it to a actually mm. get it. it's a little lower you can call that drop a i guess honestly yeah, you could yeah. yeah and it's kind of easy because there's already an a string so there's like it's just technique you got to adjust you know it's not as much learning you got to do <laughs> but you know yeah, a string. The, 
the thought doesn't have to be like, okay, so this is where I need to place this finger in order to get the chord to actually yeah. sound decent. Yeah. Yeah. Once you know that that hack, then it's like, oh, this is like, it's just technique, you know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of your bar chords just kind of stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. That's awesome. Uh, have you been doing anything else with for the love of jazz or? Uh, no. Um, we're gonna have something. Uh, the same group, Lily's group, is gonna have. Uh, we're gonna be at Laughing Planet, or, or we're gonna be on in May, I think. And, awesome. uh, I think it'll be more of a full set. Maybe it's like forty-five minutes. Ooh, something like nice. that. An hour? I don't know. That's rad. I mean, you know, we're starting yeah. to get to that point where it's like, hey, we can actually do live music again. Yeah, it's happening. What an insane yeah. concept. <laughs> I know, and I think people are like, I don't know. I've been. I've been needing it really badly. I think people are going to love getting back out there. Yeah, I got, just a, I got like just a taste going and helping record the um, Reno Punk Rock Flea Market the night I did that. And that was like so cathartic. And there's like, it was just like me and a handful of other people and the bands in that room. And mm-hmm. it was still just like music in person what the fuck i know <laughs> but that was as, wild <laughs> as a band who recorded there uh uh the prior night you know uh, yeah. um it, that was it was it was a blast to see a handful of people of like maybe 10 people in a thousand square foot room and um I look. I would really like to see more shows like that, where it's just like you know the performers and eight people. Uh, <laughs> I I have both come to embrace my inner introvert, and um, yeah, I don't want to go back out. I'm in no rush. I mean, I miss <laughs> the music. I miss music. I miss performing. I miss being a part of an audience. I, I miss all of that stage and all you know. Uh, but I do also very much enjoy. Not God, Rory, not me. I I cannot wait to be down front at a show with 10,000 people just slamming into me and crowd surfing. And like, I want that so bad. I missed that so much. You're closer to 50 than me. I don't Uh, get it. No, it was the best. It's the children. That's what's taking all the. Oh, yeah. I don't have those. (laughs) (laughs) If If I get killed, the dog will be fine. (laughs) <laughs> I've got another one on the way. I'm just like, uh, resigned to that weight. <laughs> oh, oh man, man, I can't, I can't wait to be at some fucking basement punk show getting pushed around by like, oh, fuck people. that. Yeah. That's, okay. That's that that sounds awesome. <laughs> being at the back oh. of a crowd at a basement punk show, being looked at people funny. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's dad is that? Are you here to pick somebody up, sir? (laughs) And I do have a teenage daughter who I should be dropping off at those shows. Right? (laughs) To be our Uh, field intern, Ragmop. R-A-G-G-M-O-P-P, Ragmop. (laughs) I'm really digging the new direction of your music, man. Like... Oh, very so different, much. very out there. And I, I've been noticing a thing with like a lot of more modern groups lately is like they're kind of becoming more like genre defying. Like they're not willing to be pigeonholed into just like, oh, well, you play metal or, oh, you play X, Y, Z. They're like, no, we're, we play what makes us feel good. Yeah. It's like Polyphia, you know, they're very out there. They're very metal. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they're very jazz. They're very hip hop. Like, yeah, it's yeah. and I'm I'm really into that, and I'm loving that music's kind of reaching this kind of point of being like, 
fuck a label. I'm going to play what makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think of like Ween too. They're kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. They can go wherever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you're like that, Redfield Clipper. You can go wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. <laughs> well, certainly, uh, certainly with this album. Because yeah. when you look at certain acts and artists, uh, that they're, what sets them apart then becomes the thing that devi- defines them. Whether that be the unique guitar of a Rage Against the Machine or a bass line of Primus, the next album is what's expected, even if it is what's creative. But, like, yeah, yeah you and Ween and... They might be giants. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck off. Yeah. I think that that's where the Beatles eventually got to. They're like, we just do whatever we want. uh, And and unfortunately, they were so ahead of their times that led to the decline of their popularity. Mm -hmm. Because like music scenes today don't even get how cool that lack of genre is. But recently I heard uh, Paul McCartney too. McCartney 2 that came out in 1980 and it uh-huh. sucks so bad there's not a single good song on that whole album. <laughs> I mean, so it doesn't last forever even with the best of us. I just I grew say. up with Wings and that album no, sucks. I just man. want you to know Wings slaughters. I mean, wing, Wings like kick so much ass. <laughs> Listen to McCartney 2. I dare you to try to make it through the whole thing. <laughs> I was listening to it with Michelle Bell who is the biggest Beatles fan on earth and she also agreed that it's the worst pile of dog shit she's ever. Every single <laughs> song that I have ever recorded in my life for any band in Reno is better than any song on that album. I will. Ooh, strong statement. Oh, big time. And I dare anybody <laughs> to and listen to that album. Fan. Oh, huge. I love the Beatles and I love Wings and I love fucking some of the McCartney's solo stuff. Maybe I'm amazed, makes me cry right when it starts. Like, I'm not saying that they're, I'm just saying we all have our off days. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> Off albums. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think, if you think, yeah, just listen to that and let me know if you, if anything in Reno isn't better than that right now. So <laughs> maybe you should All take right. that offline. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dogwater Dick Challenge of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> that title of the episode Dogwater Dick Calls Out Paul McCartney. <laughs> I, 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 right now. I just want to say, McCartney, Dogwater. in 1980, you fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Dogwater Dick calls out Sir Paul McCartney Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got, He has those alerts set up On his Google So anytime oh, yeah. his name is mentioned In print or digitally Or otherwise oh, He gets God. an alert on his cell phone And this is how the um, podcast ends, folks I, I do have I do have that alert set up on my Google account for the words Worst little podcast in any order <laughs> but this means one of his underlings is going to have to actually listen to this entire show. Yeah, free publicity. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy earning your paycheck. <laughs> Speaking of, of Reno music being better than anything on that Paul McCartney 2 album, why don't we have another track? Yeah. A track and, a, and a, maybe a questionnaire? Yeah. Do you want to say anything about this next one? Oh, uh, it's called Back Home. This is the conclusive lyrical piece um, featuring Lily Barron. And myself singing. Like a duet singing scenario? Like, are you singing and Lily singing on the same song? Yeah, not not together. Yeah, not, yeah, we are on the same song. It's still a duet. Yeah, it is a duet. (laughs) Do you remember when Natalie Cole did Unforgettable? That was still a duet, even though her dad was dead. (laughs) Oh. 
Yeah, speaking of death. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk oh about no. It. Oh, yeah. No, not too soon. Tie in. Tie in. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and it features uh, Brian McAllister on keys, too. He's the only one. Uh, he's the only addition, too, besides Lily. Sweet. But shout out, Brian. You are jazz.
fucking oh, rad, man. Uh, so awesome. I think- thank you. Thank you so much. That, um, like, that transported me. Seriously. That was that was excellent. Cool. Thank you. Like, like, you know, so I'm not completely done with like, you know, hip hop and R and B kind of stuff, you know. That'll always be a part of me because I love that type of music. Mm-hmm. It's just no longer like the focus. No, it has a m- not at all, mushroom yeah. jazz all over it. <laughs> cool, yeah. But, yeah, I love. I don't. Um, so yeah, Dave Strawn. You know, this is a perfect example of how like the collaborative power just makes the song better. Like, I just kind of wrote the changes. I didn't write the baseline, and Dave Strawn just came up. You know, that was like his baseline for those chord changes, and I love it so much. It just makes it like move in the B section. Oh, it's dank. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, feels so good. Wow. Let's do a quiz. As you wish, Mr. Ramirez. Fast version. Oh, quiz, quiz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We. Uh, I'm sorry if you didn't study in advance. There's <laughs> going to now be a it's quiz a in which you're going to be judged and ranked against the community <laughs> of your peers. And uh, we may probably actually entirely likely laugh and ridicule at you throughout the entire. Are you ready to play? <laughs> Got my dunce cap here. What is the best placement for a tattoo on a baby? Uh, forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, my question was, have you ever seen a ghost or a UFO? No. I wish I had so bad, and I've seen neither. You want it too much. <laughs> I, right. I, I, I want to it. believe. I want it's like to fucking Santa, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so quarantine's kind of weird for everybody. Was there anything that like you got into during quarantine that's a little off-center from what you normally did? Like, I got into competitive Tetris. Oh, sick. Um, I started learning Japanese until I started school up again. Um, that shit is hard. You know, there's like three alphabets and like the one alphabet, I know. (laughs) So I gave up, I started and gave up Japanese. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for your honesty. (laughs) (laughs) That's extra points for honesty. Rick. Ah, what is, I want to say, what is the thing that you can't wait to do if we ever get back to normal again? Well, like taking this album on tour would be really exciting. You know, and I know, I know the the core trio. The other two fellas are down, so you know that'd be really that'd be really exciting. That specifically, fuck yeah, I'd be at that show. What is the most <laughs> yeah. extreme thing you've ever done to impress a crush? Oh man. I really don't simp like that. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I mean, is it, have you ever tried to get somebody's attention? <laughs> Even somebody you might have already just been like casual with. But like, yeah, what's the most? What's the craziest thing you've done to get somebody's attention? I just, I don't know. I just don't think that's my personality type or something. <laughs> I can't think of like this. I don't know. Okay, in that case, what's the dumbest thing you ever shoplifted? I've needed everything I shoplifted. Let's see. <laughs> the dumbest, the dumbest Just remember, thing. kids, if you ever see somebody shoplifting food, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, probably, probably some like headphones I didn't need that were like way too much money that were like 
approaching a felony if they weren't a felony. I don't know what the... <laughs> <laughs> well, you got some beats? This is what? all legend. This yeah, is all legend. Allegedly. Allegedly. This Allegedly. is all for entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's a bit I'm doing. I'm a character, you know. <laughs> I mean, what? Redfield Clippers, your real name? What? Oh, yeah. It is, though. Yeah. Uh, Part of my character. Mm. <laughs> All right, a, a, a couple of rapid fire questions here. Who's gonna win in a fight, Elvis or the Beatles? Uh, the Beatles is four on one. Right. Okay, yeah, is this a musical fight? No, no, physical fight. Like, oh, yeah, the Beatles. like, like <laughs> one Elvis versus four Beatles. Beatles, <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like in combat, how is the one bomber th- versus the three fighters on the Atari combat game? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next rapid fire. Somebody else. Uh, choose your death. Drowning or exposed to the vacuum of space? Ooh, vacuum. Nice. Vacuum. Yeah. Uh, run DMC or Wu-Tang? Uh, Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Yeah. That was a dumb question. I, I would say, and who wins in a fight, Run DMC or Wu Tang? Wu Tang. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like Wu Tang really to fuck with, man. The math there is obvious. <laughs> Plus, they know who um, like, and stuff. Uh, uh, what do you like better, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Uh, what do you like better, Elvis or the Beatles? The Beatles. So, if you have to live in a world. With only Elvis or Star Trek, which would it be? The two Star things Trek. that he doesn't like, which would you prefer? Yeah. God. Star Trek, I think. Star Trek. More than Elvis, nice. All Jim Kirk, no Elvis. That, like, Mel- yeah. El- Elvis is music, too, and he's still like, nah, Star Trek. Yeah. There's some pretty killing. Like, I love the theme of Star Trek. You know? Oh, yeah. Elvis. Airman. Uh, yeah. Uh, would you rather be beat up or arrested? Uh... For what? Arrested for... Yeah, it's just either. <laughs> the beating up and the arresting are equally as difficult. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, beat up. Good choice. Okay, that's a whole lot of questions for rapid fire. I think I'm going to tabulate the answers here. It was a good, fine showing. Uh, 645,897 points. Really, really nice middle of the pack. You win there. this week. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, mom and dad. Uh, your your uh, uh, gifts will be at the after party. On a Zoom show. The after party of a Zoom show is scrolling through Facebook waiting for it to be posted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right on. So where can people find you on the internet? Streaming, you know, all your major streaming platforms, I'll be there. Are you on the Spotify? I'm on the Spotify. Um, if you got title, put a title, it'll cash me out this much more. Bandcamp, you know, I would love it if you could send me some money on Bandcamp. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, I'm YouTube? T- I, I need this album. You're going to get money from me this week. Like, Beautiful. I, yeah, I may or may not already be on your Bandcamp page, so. Nice, nice. <laughs> it, looks, it looks pretty good now. I got some nice pictures up. and Yeah. yeah. Look like an idiot, um, but yeah, YouTube, uh, Instagram. If you do the gram thing, probably post a video on there every two weeks or something like that. I don't know, that's probably it. 
So this is just for the Redfield Clipper, correct? Uh, where can we find the uh, Say Their Names? Uh, do they oh. have a website? Do you, um, do you have a website with that project as well? The No, I think it's just the For the Love of Jazz page on YouTube. Oh. Okay, they, super. I, they might be posting on Facebook as well. I'm not sure. I've tried to steer clear of Facebook lately. but Yeah, yeah I think they, they do toxic. post to Facebook. So, so yeah, I think <laughs> scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But yeah, no, please check that out. Please, uh, everybody check that out. That's really good stuff uh, for your consumption here in Reno. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm having a blast. Dude, it's really synchronous to me that uh, that earlier, right before we recorded the show, I listened to a, a meditation on the dealing with impermanence and 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 our how we're all gonna die and it was a whole meditation on that and in that meditation they recited a part of a poem that said we are all just a midair flight of golden wine between his pitcher and his cup wow fucking poetry and then you get on and you're like fucking death anxiety and i'm like oh my god i was just i was just fucking thinking about that (laughs) this whole episode was just destined to happen today like yeah. all the forces aligned for, for sure 11 11 dude well fuck yeah man it's so good to like hang out and talk with you even for just a little bit thank you so totally. much for coming on this week yeah thank you guys so much can't thank you enough for real do you want to say anything about the last track nightfall oh cool um this is where i feel you'll really be like wow this album is all over the place i used Don't to play with a, a fella named greg lewis some of you might yeah. know. Yeah, and he's a great drummer and stuff. He's been at Cal Arts lately, and he's been learning tabla, the Indian hand drum. Ah, yeah, the, the getting, thumb drum. Yes, he's getting super killing at it. I collaborated with a local producer named Enigma Beats. He makes, like, tribal hip-hop, trap, and stuff like that. Really cool producer. Check out Enigma Beats. Um, and also check out Greg Lewis. Uh, Greg Lewis put tabla over what he and I did in our production and stuff like that. So it's like a big bass electronic hip hop tune or something like that. Or it's kind of, it's got some juke and footwork vibes, you know, like from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've been really into that lately. I like it a lot. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, thank you once again, Redfield Clipper. Uh, this has been another exciting episode of the Worst Little Podcast. I uh, hope you're all enjoying it. Please check us out on Patreon where you can get an extra song from our performers every week and a little bit of extra banter without uh, yours truly. I, I don't know what else to say except for Nick Ramirez, Dogwater Dick, Ian, Cadillac Kim, Chewy, and all the rest of us here at the Worst Little Podcast. Life is short. We love you. Thanks for listening. On the Worst Little Podcast, we're talking out of our ass.
was meant to be. Dogwater Studios. Sorry. There was something special there. In your pants. <laughs>